people working on the team including Marku and the guru who we'll get to in a bit and I know what you're thinking Lester you're an East Coast guy right well yeah we're all East Coast guys but we live here now and this is a great sports town so we're gonna treat it like it here's the deal you can count on us to be honest we're here to cover the teams we're here to analyze the decisions and we're here to second guess everybody but make no mistake we're rooting for Seattle every time unless they're playing the Phillies of course so that's it all your Seattle sports, all in one pie. If it happens in Seattle sports, it comes out in the wash. Like I said, we got a team here. It's a good chance to bring in Marku, my man Marku, out there from the Seattle Sports Twitter account. That's at Seattle's S Sports, Seattle S Sports. Marku, how you doing, man? Good to talk to you. I'm good, man. What's up, Lester? It's draft week, so I'm pumped. Uh, you know, the Mariners are back to winning, so things are, things are fun again. Absolutely. Um, Got a big show this week, Marku. We got the uh, we're going to talk about those Mariners back to winning finally after a, a terrible homestand. We're going to talk a little draft and uh, and a little Frank Clark with the Guru in a bit. We got some Sea Wolves. We got some Sounders. We got the Tacoma Roundup. We got some more bad news for the Storm. Uh, we got our College Roundup, and uh, I got a fun shout out at the uh, at the end of this here, Marku. But you know, first I want to I want to talk about something here before we get all into it. Uh, I got to get something off my chest. Um, I love watching the Oklahoma City Thunder lose. I, I just I just have to say that. I've been <laughs> Yes. I, I've been out here in Seattle long enough. I was here uh I, I was here to see Sonics games and, and to see how much that that the city actually loved that team and watch uh, Clay Bennett steal it and rip it away and uh, and David Stern let him and take it to Oklahoma City and uh I hope they never win. I hope there's the curse of Clay Bennett that follows that team around forever. Kevin Durant had to get off it uh, to uh, to to win, and finally got his when he left Oklahoma City. I, I hope that team never wins. I think I think uh, I think it's great that uh, Westbrook is down there. I think it's great that Paul George stayed. But um, long live the Sonics, man! Uh, the, the curse of Clay Bennett may, may it always hang over uh, Oklahoma City. The only way that gets yeah. broken is if Seattle gets its own team. When Seattle gets its own team, then I don't care. Then the curse can be broken. Man, I couldn't agree more, and I think the people on Twitter couldn't agree more. There's been people reaching out from both sides, of, like the Portland fans and the Sonic fans, being like, "Hey, man, we're doing this for the Sonics. You know, we just we, we want to beat the the Thunder just for the Sonics. Basically, all the Thunder fans are spoiled. They always have been since they got this team. Uh, so it's it's been very frustrating for the Sonic fans to see them." continue to do well, continue to have studs like Paul George and Russell, Russell Westbrook and, and Kevin Durant in the past. So absolutely, man, go Trailblazers. Yeah, right. And imagine if this had been a, a Portland-Seattle series. This would have been great. But you're you're right. They oh, got this so team. They, they got this team uh, uh, stocked. This was like at the end of what we now think of as like the rebuilding, the process, if you will, the tanking exactly. era. Clay Bennett tanked this team so he could take it to, uh, to, to Oklahoma City. And in doing so, he was able to stockpile uh, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden all in there, and uh, and and couldn't he got them to the finals? That was a team that got to the finals, but uh, that's right. Not too win. long after leaving Seattle, they made the finals, and that that was heartbreaking to watch. Right, and then uh, but didn't win the finals, and I hope they never yes. do. Then uh, they had to split those teams. 
teams. I'd, I'd be happy if Harden got a championship in Houston. Uh, I don't care that Kevin Durant got a championship. I'm happy for him. Uh, we know who he is. He's Kevin Durant. Uh, and he's down in Oklahoma, down in uh, Golden State now. Uh, I think it's great that he got his ring. I, I, I don't even care if Westbrook does unless he stays in Oklahoma City. And then you know what? Fuck you guys. Long live the Sonics. Bro, the only Russell I care about is our boy Russell Wilson, who will be here for the long term, thankfully. And that's that. <laughs> I love that's what I love to hear. Hey, I got We're gonna get to him uh, in a little bit too. I got I got some fun stuff about that. But you know what? Let's get right into it here and uh, and talk a little bit about the uh, about the Seattle Mariners, the uh, the hometown baseball boys here, doing pretty good this season. Uh, we talk about this all the time. I, I don't know how good they are, but man, this is a fun team. That's right. I mean, they they had a you know a tough home stretch not too long ago. They got, they lost all six games. I mean, well, yeah. Uh, since we uh, yeah, since we last talked, uh, it has not been uh, the best run for the Mariners right. as they uh, they finished off getting swept at home uh, by the Cleveland Indians, which is uh, not really a team I expected to sweep them at home. It's uh, I mean, the the Indians are better than I expected, but uh, part of that is padding on the the Mariners at this point on their on their record. Right, and a lot of that comes down to to, to at bat. So I mean, even though they, they did fall apart in that homestand, uh, they 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 went to L.A. this past weekend and had had a good time there. They won three out of four. Uh, you know, they're eleven and one on the road. So something's happening right on the road. Their, their bats are on fire when they're out outside of T-Mobile Fields. Yeah, here at T-Mobile in that last series against the Indians got nothing. That was a 6-4 loss, a 4-2 loss, and then a one nothing loss uh, to end that series. Uh, uh, Carrasco struck him out, what, like 12 in, in seven innings? I think the, the Mariners got what, a handful of hits in that entire game, like like three. Uh, but yeah. the good news in that game was uh, was Eric Swanson uh, stepping up uh, for, for the M's. He uh, it, it was everything promised, uh, pitched a great game there, six innings, uh, one earned run, struck out five uh, in his six innings pitch, so uh, so good for him. On the bummer side of it, the one nothing meant that the uh, the home run streak was snapped, and uh, we almost got one. Healy almost got one uh, in that game. Uh, hit it, hit it, just foul. I was I was exciting and, right. and texting Mark Koo when I saw when I got it. I was like, "Hey, the streak's alive at least," and uh, it turned out not to be the case. So that uh, that home run streak uh, snapped at twenty games uh, with that with that losing streak at home, but. Good news. Uh, they head down to uh, down to the Angels, and I'll tell you what, Marco. If we could play the Angels every week, that'd be a pretty good season for the Mariners. That's right. I mean, one good thing to also take away from the Indian uh, series was they're starting pitching. They even though their hitter bats weren't doing well, Kikuchi went six innings, only gave up three earned runs. Leak went six innings, only gave up two earned runs. Carrasco, like I mean, like you said, Swanson had an amazing first start, only gave up one run, five strikeouts, and six innings. And then you know they got to to they got to LA and the starters did just as great. Felix came out there and threw a gem, man. He, he's he's been fun to watch this year, which is really exciting. But you know the yeah, a little bit really of a little bit of pressure off Felix out heels. there uh, right now with him uh, just just out there in the in the fifth spot, fourth fifth spot. He's not expected to do as well. Threw a pretty good yeah. game, but like you said, the uh, the bullpen uh, failed to come on that one. Right, and in, in that game he pitched uh, the Mariners won eleven to ten, but. You know they, they they had a ten to two lead going to the eighth inning and it, it came down to the wire and we needed a, a pinch hit by Jay Bruce in the ninth inning to retake the lead. So uh, you know the bullpen's still something we got to keep our eye on, but the the, the starting pitching's holding up and that that's really fun to watch. 
Uh, yeah, and I got to tell you that the hitting has never slowed down uh, either. That uh, you know they had that ten two lead and then had to win in the eleventh with the, the Jay Bruce pinch hit. They go five five three uh, beat them in the in the next game and uh, and six five and then even in the loss they go they go eight six that that six five game they had four home runs uh, and uh, and uh, they had a, a bunch in the game before it. This team is just is just crushing the ball right now. Yeah, that's right. They have fifty three home runs through the. The first, uh, first, what is it now? Twenty-one games, and that's that's MLB record. That's tied with the the Cardinals. They're actually at fifty-six home runs right now. They're fifty-six now. they they must have broken that record. And that is that is twelve ahead of the number two team. LA is at number two with forty-four. That's how that's how uh, hard the uh, the Mariners are hitting the ball this year. Is that they are they are that far ahead. Same in RBI, uh, leading the league in RBI at, at one hundred and fifty-eight RBI, and uh, at, at Dodgers in second at one hundred and thirty-two. So just really. Really pounding the ball right now. Yeah, you, you know what I wonder, man, and I, I want to hear your take on this. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, if I'm not mistaken, is still on the market, man, and we we don't have a bullpen. If this team continues to do what they're doing. They they you know they've shot up to number nine on the power rankings this week. Do does you know do, do we consider signing Kimbrell? Is that worth worth a you know do we jump the process too soon? Or am I am I getting too excited here? Yeah, I think uh, I think we're a little too early in the season to to consider something like that. I mean, if he's still out there uh, coming up on the summer, and and the Mariners are still in it, running ahead, you know, if they're if they're still the team that we know right now, then uh, then yeah, then you seriously start to talk about it because why not? This game, uh, you know, when you have your chance, you take it. That is a you know that I I talk about the curse in uh, in Washington all the time when they did that with uh, Strasburg and shut him down, thinking oh we're gonna have plenty of time. No, and baseball <laughs> seasons are rare. When you get a when you get a winning season and you're not the Yankees or you're not the Dodgers, you have to take your shot then, man. So if if they're still hanging on in the summer, then yeah, I could see something like that if he's still out there. But for now, okay, no, no, no. For now, let's just have some fun with it and see what we can what we can make of it. Because you can't deny that the chemistry on this team is is something right now. You know, I mean, you can definitely feel the chemistry, but it only really comes from from the lineup. I mean, Survey said it himself. He's like, oh man, this this team keeps fighting on the offense end. But every time that bullpen comes out, and everyone's hard, you know, takes takes a takes a skips a beat or whatever it's just it, you know it's it's always a it's, it's a terrible time whenever the bullpen comes up so I, yeah just, white white knuckle late innings uh for this team exactly right? you gotta bring so that's why i'm thinking kimberl you know why not if we're, if we're, if we're 16 and 9 still in first place somehow i didn't think we you know last week i said that i, I thought we'd never regain it because i didn't think we would go on this win streak uh but but yeah just uh, I, I don't know why not go for kimberl start winning now i know this is the process but you know i'm also a knicks fan and i could jump the process a little too early well here's the thing <laughs> we could do with it you know i would i would be behind why not sign him uh and then uh then if then if it all goes to hell you've got a trade asset you can uh That's fair. you know what you you sign kimbrell now and you bring him in and he's the closer on a team that might contend and really might not because this uh we talk about it all the time they're at the very they, they should be at the beginning of this process they've done some really good work and gotten some really good players out there guys like uh, uh santana leading the, uh, the major leagues in rbi uh, uh vogelback mm-hmm. and, and jay bruce uh they're just you know just uh, uh, out there hitting right now in ways that they really were like projected at one time to do and then sort of didn't so right, it's, right. I mean, Jay Bruce is second in the league with uh, nine home runs. Vogelback's got nine. I mean, got eight. And Handiger's got seven. But we're 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 crushing the ball. It's just it's just that whenever that 
that bullpen comes in, it's 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 a uh, it's a white knuckle moment. I mean, the, the starting pitching has been phenomenal. You know, you hope that holds up. You hope no one else gets injured. Swanson had a great first start, but you, you know, you, you can't really rely on you know a rookie to just kind of be there. But you know, and, and I King was... Felix, man, King Felix has only been a couple starts. You you, you know, this fatigue starts to take take over his season. So. I know, I know. You got that. I say ride this as long as we can. I, you know what I mean. Uh, just, just go with it for now. And again, Kimbrel, if you sign him now, you, you, you may back you, you, you get the bullpen, and you would have a trade chip if you, uh, if you sign him now. If, if everything falls apart, you've got him uh, to go forward. But I like this team, and I'll tell you what. I don't think this hitting, this hitting is obviously going to slow down. Uh, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to. I don't think it's going to be as bad when it does. And the reason is that this team is actually stepped up its plate discipline quite a bit. They are they are not free swingers out there. In fact, they're uh, they're coming in third in the league in walks with uh with 100 mm-hmm. walks. Only LA and Philly have more walks and I'm pretty sure with Philly uh, half of those are, are Bryce Harper. Uh so it's that's you know that is a lot of walks right now that they're really keeping their eye on the ball and 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 and, and not swinging at bad pitches and that'll that'll keep your lineup moving too and if they can stick to that through the course of the season Hitting comes and goes, but if you're not swinging at bad pitches, you're you're in a lot better shape to start with. Now, the bullpen is always going to be a problem. That is that you know that is uh that is the bullpen right now. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe we should shore it up. Maybe we shouldn't. But it's just like you know we had we had uh, you know Diaz last year and just being so sure-handed last year and going to this bullpen and it's really frustrating, especially for fans that, that paid attention last year, but. But you're right. The team is no, definitely no. That's uh, a you know, that's an play- excellent point. That the back of the bullpen was the only thing you could really rely on last year. You know, it right. was Diaz would shut it down, and and it, you know him not being here makes uh, makes this possible in a way. But at the same time, man, it sure would be nice to have him here. We uh, he got he got unloaded. He had to get unloaded for Cano, who again is having a pretty good season out there with the Mets, uh, and uh, it's a uh, tough to tough to not have that guy that you had. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And but but going back to your pay, play discipline, you know the, the team is exciting. They, they're the they're second in the league as well, stolen bases. Uh, they're, they're first in RBIs, first in home runs. So if they can sustain this this offensive power, you know, then you know it'll, it, then maybe the bullpen will have enough wiggle room. But but you know this uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting. We got we got two game road series this week coming up against the Padres Tuesday Wednesday, and then a four game home series against the Rangers Thursday through Sunday. So. Uh, you know, that Rangers series, actually, that's an important one. The Rangers are uh, are sneaking up. Uh, don't uh, don't sleep on them right now. That's a team that's uh, behind the uh, behind the Mariners. Now they're a game and a half back uh, at uh, at twelve and eight in second. They've actually passed the Astros in percentage. Uh, don't uh, don't sleep on the Rangers. That's a team that if we could really put some, uh, you know, get at least three wins out of that series, that would be handy to put some distance on uh, on the board right now. Yeah, the AL West is is pretty tough. There's only Couple teams under 500, the A's and the Angels, and you know the A's are expected to, to obviously bounce back like they usually do in the second half of the season. So the, the Mariners have a cutout for them. Yep, a lot of baseball left, a lot of baseball. But I'll tell you what, fun now. This is a, a good one to watch, a good team to watch, fun team to watch. Uh, even if, even when they're not winning, this is I have to say is a, is a pretty fun team to watch. And there's something about a, I like a white knuckle bullpen because that's how it was for Philly. Uh, in a lot of my life too, so I'm used to a white knuckle bullpen. You know what I mean? I can, yeah, I can yeah. live with that. If uh, with the bats like this, uh, I feel like I feel like this team is never quite out of a game because they've got that power. You know, they can they and can that's exactly they it. can put a crooked number on the board in any inning, and and you know they're never completely out of it. So so that's what's fun. You know, they are a comeback team. They're, they are they've done it 
couple times this year already. So it's definitely, definitely fun to watch. All right, well, Marku, let's transition here from uh, from baseball to football. We'll uh, we'll take a second. We'll call our man the Guru to talk a little bit about the Seahawks. We wanna we wanna talk about the Frank Clark situation because there's a lot of rumors swirling right now about that. And we also uh, we want to talk to him a little bit about the draft. Seahawks pick 21st in the uh, in the draft coming up on Thursday. Guru's got his eye on some players down there who he thinks they should pick up. So uh, let's give Guru a call. Guru, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir, there he is, man. How you doing? It's good to talk to you, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Where's my boy Marku at, man? Where's Marku? What's good, Marku? What's good, Guru? Nice to have you, man. Good, good to have you back, man. It's gonna be a crazy week. We got the draft this week, man. Hey, you talking about this week? It's been a crazy last couple of weeks over here in Renton, man. Crazy <laughs> last couple of weeks. I know Seahawks making headlines everywhere. You can find Mark uh, Marku. You can find the Guru over on Instagram at Guru's Film Room uh, every day. Just his thoughts. Guru's Film Room. Uh, Guru, welcome back to the Wash. It's great to have you here. Uh, we are, of course, uh, talking Seahawks as always. And uh, and uh, you know, you were just saying it's a crazy week here in Renton. On top of another crazy week here in Renton. But uh, but this week, uh, it, it seems like uh, the crazy rumors are swirling around Frank Clark, who we've talked about before. We thought he was uh, we thought he was here. He was the top priority. He was uh, he had to be locked down. He got the franchise tag. But Guru, what is going on with Frank Clark right now? Wow, man! It seems like everything is happening in renting. Everything is happening in the in the secluded right. We used to have a bubble over here in the PNW, right? No bubble no more because everybody has found out about Frank Clark, man. You know how I feel about 55, man. You know how I feel about Frank Money Bag Clark, man. But you know what? I don't think them boys, I don't think Schneider and I don't think Pete feel the same way the guru feels about Frank 55 Clark, bro. I don't think so, um, Lestro. No, you think uh, you think these rumors that they are uh, starting to shop him instead of franchising him, Frank Clark, of course, uh, uh, the the uh, top one of the top defensive uh, players on the top edge rushers in the game right now, uh, and and he is uh, up for a contract. Wants the big money, wants the long term deal. The team wants to franchise him for a year. Now, this would give him a huge boost of salary. He's making like nine hundred thousand now, and this would give him what like seventeen million or something. But he wants the deal, man. He wants the the long term bag that they just gave uh, they just gave uh, Ros Wilson. He sees that going on. Uh, so the rumor now is that the Seahawks are shopping him. Do you think Do you think this is true, Guru? Are the Seahawks really looking? Absolutely, Lestro. Absolutely. This is a great D-line draft. I mean, it's a deep, deep D-line draft. So obviously, Seahawks are coming with only four draft picks coming in the fewest in the Schneider PKL era, and we all know what's going to happen. They were definitely going to get more traffic. Not are they going to get more traffic, is they will get more traffic. Um, I see this as a as a situation where I think it's, uh, honestly, I see why it makes sense long-term-wise, because I do see the, the this draft being so deep. I do see how the Seahawks could use this Frank club trade him. I can see a couple of teams. The two teams I really see that could make a move for a guy like Frank that they need right now is the Colts or would be the Kansas City Chiefs. So I can see the Seahawks double down with that since we already have the 21st pick. I can see the Seahawks realistically, I think Frank Clark is a better pass rusher than D Ford. And D Ford 
um, the Chiefs lost him to, uh, I believe, San Francisco through the free agency time. So I can see the Chiefs going for Frank Clark, but I can also see the coach with Chris Ballard, who's one of the best GM over there, who also have a relationship with um, the, um, Schneider and the Seahawks. So I can see Frank Clark. Uh, if you want to give, if I want to give you a ratio or percentage, I think Frank Clark is about seventy-seven percent out of Seattle, and I think long-term wise, it will make more sense <laughs> because uh, because of the Russell Wilson deal that just happened, and also Jaron Reed, who had an outstanding season next year. He's coming up on his last year of his contract, so I expect the Seahawks to do something with him for uh, as far as the future. So. I can see the Seahawks using Frank Clark to get a first-round base. The uh, the oddly specific seventy-seven percent out the uh, out the door. Uh, Guru, as always, knows something the rest of us don't. Uh, now this uh, you you mentioned the uh, the Colts and the the Chiefs. Seahawks sitting at twenty-one right now. Colts at twenty-six. Chiefs at twenty-nine. Do you think that's all it takes? Is the uh, the first-round pick and uh, and the Seahawks trade the the rights to Frank Clark away? Absolutely, absolutely. I think Frank Clark is a late first-round talent, guys, and I think there's teams that do need him to take the next step. I believe the Chiefs are close. The Colts are close. They are pass-rushing specialists away for potentially getting over the hump, and drive, And Frank is in his prime, and he just fits, fits exactly what those two teams are trying to do. So I definitely can see that happening, and I think it's very, very serious. And like I said, Schneider and company will always look to trade. There was no way they're going into this draft with only four draft picks. There's no way. That don't happen. That's not the way Schneider and Pete works. Draft, of course, coming up on Thursday, the NFL draft. Uh, as we said, Seahawks, uh, their pick sits at 21. If they trade in, they get uh, they might get another in, in the first round. Of course, they got, uh, they got three other picks. Guru, let me ask you about the draft then. You said it's a heavy D-line draft. Do you think the Seahawks are going D-line uh, whether they trade uh, Clark or not? So let me let me ask you this. We're sitting at 21. If we trade Clark, who do you go for? If we don't trade Clark, who do you go for at 21? Absolutely. It's a D-line draft, the D-line pick for the Seahawks with Frank Clark or without Frank Clark. You could never have it. Pete Carroll is going for having rotation. Just like we know how um, Pete Carroll built this team uh, when he first started with the Cliff Abrams, with the Michael Bennett, with the Eric Mebane. Um, so he's definitely going back to his roots. And also, as you know, Ken Norton is back as a D.C. So it's going to be a D-line. I think that's and that right there, you could take it straight to the Russell Wilson bank right there. It's going to be a D-lineman going in. And I see the Seahawks trading away, obviously. They, 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 I mean, honestly, the Seahawks, I mean, it's been seven years now. They haven't picked the first-round pick. They always trade down. I see that happening. The Seahawks will trade their 21st pick. Um, I see them trading down to, the, uh, to get more picks in the second round. Because currently they got one second-round pick. They got one third-round pick. They got one fourth-round pick and one fifth-round pick. And that's the only pick they got. That's four picks. So I definitely see them trading down the first, the out of the first round. Put it like this. I don't see the Seahawks picking in the first round this year. Actually, do, hey, they, Guru, uh, do they have I that second? Hang on a second, uh, Marco. Do they have that second-round pick? I think uh, I think the second-round pick is promised uh, promised away to somebody else this year. I don't think they pick again until the, the third. I think that's one of the... One of the tricks of this is that you think that they could trade into the second round at this point. You know, you know, Pete and John, they love those those second round guys. That's a, the, a little bit deep in the draft. Uh, those value type players. So I don't like that. Go ahead, Marku. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. I was just, uh, now, now that, you know, this whole Frank Clark thing, if he gets traded, what's, what happens with Bobby Wagner? Do we, do we sign him? Is Schneider moving on to Wagner? 
and and do you think that you know this this would be a valuable trade? You know, what 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 really could we get in return from the Chiefs or, or the Colts? Oh, I think this is going to be a first round draft trade for uh, for Franklin. It's going to be specifically drafting. Just just mm-hmm. like that, there is pretty good. This is a very very deep D line draft, and they will get a couple of guys to replace Frank Clark right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely think it's a draft, and they want to trade down to accumulate more draft picks. So I don't think it's not going to be a player per se. They're trading Frank Clark for so and so player. You're going to see Frank Clark going for draft picks. That's more valuable currently. Yeah, and what about the Bobby Wagner side things? Oh, man, Bobby Wagner is a cornerstone, Hall of Fame guys. I think he's one of the guys that's needed. You need a Russell Wilson to rebuild because basically they're in the start of a rebuild, restructure time, and you need the leaders on offense and defense. Um, Russell Wilson is that uh, locker room guy. B. Wagner is that. And as we saw, um, K.J. Wright is also back with the team. So I, Good I point. see Bobby Wagner. I see, and I definitely see the Seahawks. That's, so Bobby Wagner is the Ray Lewis of Seattle. That is just not leaving. Russell Wilson didn't leave. I don't see Bobby Wagner. Just his temperament. He's been a guy that you just don't see much. He don't talk much. He's a high professional, and he just don't need that extra whom. He loves what he did. They love him in Seattle, and he loves Seattle, and I don't see any issues with B-Wag. I think B-Wag is going to be a Seahawk, and he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame when everything's said and done. Yeah, this uh, this town loves Bobby Wagner, and Bobby Wagner loves being loved by this town. That is uh, that is a hundred percent the case. And I think you're right. I think we see him in the Ring of Honor. I, I think we see him uh, like Ray Lewis showing up at at times to give the the team a little boost uh, in the future. You know, post Wagner era, if you will. Uh, but I agree, you got to lock him down too. All right, Guru, well, thank you, as always, for joining us here on The Wash to talk a little Seahawks. We will, of course, get back with you again next week where we talk about whatever happens this week with Frank Clark and the draft. And also, they released the uh, schedule, which we I'm afraid we don't have time for right now. Let's, uh, we'll get you in uh, next week to, uh, to talk a little bit about the, uh, about the schedule for the upcoming season, uh, how you see the Seahawks doing, uh, what games we think we need to watch, that sort of thing. Uh, so uh, if you're looking for Guru, you can find him on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. That's Guru's Film Room on Instagram. As always, man, great having you on the wash. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys, man. Talk to you all next week. Thanks, Guru. All right, Marku, back just uh, the two of us here on the wash. Thanks, uh, thanks again to our man, the Guru, for uh, for calling in as always. Uh, so uh, from from football to rugby, uh, uh, Marku, where we talk about the uh, let's talk about the uh, the Seattle SeaWolves playing down there at Starfire in Tukwila. Your uh, your major league rugby champion, uh, uh, Seattle SeaWolves, uh, had a uh, had a. Big big win uh, this Sunday down there at another in front of another sold out crowd uh, at Starfire. Uh, Marku, tell me a little bit about this game. Man, this was a nail biter, and it was a huge victory for the Sea Wolves. They beat the number one seed Noble Gold in front of another sellout, like you mentioned, and they move up to second in the Major League Rugby rankings right now. Uh, so team teams heading on an upward spiral, and man, the game this past weekend was very exciting, and it was a televised game on cbs and uh, it was it was a good one to be on tv because it came down to the wire and it was a one-point game yeah these games if you haven't been to these things uh the crowd is like it's it's a seattle crowd packed in there down at starfire making noise uh going crazy it's a it's a sellout every time uh marcu's been to a couple it is this is just a, a good time uh, down there at starfire but not only that 
like when the Sounders started up in this town, man. This team is good. They won right off the bat, and they are they are having another uh, another great year. Uh, beating Nola, the Nola Gold, twenty five twenty four here. Uh, you uh, you were looking into this game a little bit. Uh, how how they do this? How they pull this one off? Absolutely. So, so the biggest takeaways I got from from this one was their defense, and they kicked a lot of balls through in this one. Uh, not a lot of tries, a lot a lot of three pointers for them. Uh, so the game basically started off for them with a kick early on, make it three to nothing. But uh, Noah's is a good team, and, and they came right back and, and took took a leap with the seven three uh, with a try. But Seattle, like I said, it was a bunch of kicks. We got three straight penalties right after that. Took a twelve to seven lead right going to the half. Um, just like it was just a defensive grudge match. No one really got any big runs off. And to start the second half, uh, Seattle extended their lead with a couple more with a with a couple tries or with a try and the Nola came back with their own try and uh, it, it was just a back and forth affair. Uh, so basically Nola blew this one in, in my opinion, cause they, they missed back-to-back kicks on a couple of their back-to-back tries and, uh, you know, it set them set them behind and, and when the Seawolves took the lead, they, they just didn't give it back up. Now this is a big win for this team because uh, Nola Gold is actually leading the MLR right now. Uh, Seawolves uh, 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 tied uh, with them at the top after this after this win. Got them uh, got them some extra points to to move them into a into a points tie. Uh, I believe no no, no uh, total points. It looks like uh, it looks like Nola still ahead of them. But to get closer uh, to that team, so to beat the top team in the MLR, uh, a big win uh, uh, for the Seawolves this weekend. That's right. I mean, they, they beat Noel Gold. They're number one. So Noel Gold's still at number one at 43 points. We are now tied at second with uh, San Diego Legion at 41 points. The Legion beat us twice this, this season so far. So uh, hopefully we can get get back, get some revenge in the, in the playoffs if we see them. But, yeah, another, another big win for the Seawolves in front of a big crowd. Last time we had a big crowd, it was against San Diego. It was, it was a tough loss in another tight game. But this one was exciting, and, and it came down to defense at the very end of the game. Uh, the Seawolves had a great. Uh, they, they had a great. Uh, fumble. They forced a fumble to, to basically kick the ball and, and end the game. So, team is very exciting. Defense is very strong. The week before that, they they broke their record for points in a game and only gave up like 12 points. So, the team is a you know in midseason form right now, gearing up for the playoffs. Uh, end of the seasons in June, so they got about another month and a half of regular season play here. So, really just focusing on staying in the playoff position and maybe uh, moving up to get home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, got to get some home uh, home field advantage in those playoffs because, because uh, like we said, sellout crowds every week at Starfire down there in Tukwila, and uh, and uh, the energy just uh, just just incredible to, uh, to to get that team forward. All right, what do they got coming up? Looks like they uh, they face Toronto uh, on the road this week. Yes, Toronto this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a morning game, ten a.m. But uh, you can watch them this Sunday. Uh, hopefully they keep up the streak. They're at a three three game winning streak. They're eight and three on the season. Uh, they're just looking to keep on top. Like I said, just fight with San Diego and Nola for that top spot. We have the best crowd in the league. So uh, if we get that home field advantage, it's, it's going to be very important for us. All right, Toronto currently sitting in uh, in sixth right now, way back. Uh, so this is very a- good team though. But they they are surprisingly good team because it's their first season, and uh, you know they are in a bit of a a, a bind trying to fight for that last playoff spot. I think them and New York are fighting for that spot. So the MLR is very exciting this year, and uh, this should be a good game against Toronto. All right, Zen, uh, we will, of course, uh, continue covering the uh, the Seawolves' defense of their Major League Rugby uh, uh, championship as they as they head to the, the head to defend it in the in the playoffs coming up soon. 
So, uh, Marku, uh, from uh, from rugby back to uh, to football of a sort, as uh, as we talk soccer, the uh, the world's football uh, soccer, as the Sounders uh, continue uh, continue to have a, a a pretty good season, but a, a bad loss this uh, this past weekend, bit of a hiccup in L.A. Yeah, very bad loss. Four to one, uh, they fell apart against against LAFC at, at in L.A. LA is the number one team in the Western Conference, so they faced a good opponent, but they really just got worked by Carlos Vuela. Uh, he, he scored two goals in the game. Uh, we missed Chad Marshall on this one, and it, it, our defense suffered for it. We really just kind of had no chance in this game. They, they had possession 58% of the game. Uh, we just didn't seem to really create a lot of opportunities. So really, really disappointing loss. Um, you know, even though they didn't have Rudy Diaz there and, and Will Bruin, uh, that was definitely a surprising result, but uh, they're they're back back home uh, or they're back home against LAFC this Sunday and they have a match this uh, this Wednesday so they, they you know they have they have an opportunity to get back right back at it. Right, playing San Jose in San Jose on Wednesday. That San Jose team not as good as the Sounders, uh, and then uh, and then uh, back another shot at uh, L- LAFC here at home uh, with the. Uh, it- so get a, in front of our crowd, like we talk about, that Seattle crowd pumps a lot of energy into that game. That is a an exciting thing. And it should be a good game uh, against LAFC. Yeah. As... Dude, the LA crowd was very loud, and they gave Stephen Fry a very tough time in LA. So hopefully we can, you know, uh, return the favor because that was a tough loss for us, 4-1 uh, on, you know, on national TV and all that stuff. So, so Sounders 5-1-1, one, one. Uh, you know, you can't win them all. We didn't expect them to, but... But that was a tough loss. So hopefully we can bounce back really soon. So uh, so get down there. We got the the game against San Jose, and then followed up at home against LAFC. All right. You know while we're talking a little soccer, let's uh let's turn our attention down to uh down to Tacoma and, and talk a, a little bit about what's going on down there because they've actually got uh, two soccer teams down in, in Tacoma playing at at Cheney Stadium. They've got the uh, the Rain FC, uh, formerly Seattle Rain women's soccer team, Rain FC, uh, playing at Cheney. Uh, they uh. uh not necessarily off to uh, off to the type of start they would have hoped for either, Marco. Yeah, not necessarily the best. They started the season with two straight ties. Uh, this past weekend was their first game at Cheney Stadium, uh, the home opener, and they had a, a crowd of over 5,000 people, the largest crowd since uh, the 07 game against Portland where they drew 6,000. Uh, you know, not the type of game they would have wanted. It, they didn't get too many opportunities, but, uh, you know, the 1-1 draw – Early in the season, you can only hope that you know they just find their stride soon. I'll tell you, Tacoma's a good sports town, man. Uh, see uh, 5,000 people come out like that is great. I actually had a – I lived down in Tacoma for uh, for like eight years when I when I moved out here, and uh, and I still got some friends down there. In fact, I saw uh, several of my friends were at that game. Uh, very excited, cheering on the uh, the Rain FC. Tying not quite what they want. Uh, they uh, get things going again against the Chicago Red Stars uh, on Saturday uh, on the road. Hopefully get, uh, hopefully get some wins in, in that column. Now, the other team that's playing uh, soccer at Cheney Stadium, which, yes, is a baseball stadium, is the uh, the Tacoma Defiance, who, uh, who have the best logo in the area, as I, as I always say. Tacoma Defiance, best gear in the area. That's the stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, they, but they uh, might be the worst. They might be the worst team in the area. It's yeah, got true. Right. The, 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 the past few games have been awful. They haven't been able to find a way to score, and they keep losing by at least four goals. I mean, uh, this past week they, they played Phoenix Rising on the road and lost four to nothing. And uh, the week before that they lost five to nothing. And the week before that they lost four to nothing. 
golly, it's been tough. Yeah, yeah, not a good look for the uh, for the Defiance. They uh, they head to San Antonio uh, on this Friday, hoping to turn things around. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, but hey, speaking of speaking of Cheney Stadium, the uh, the actual home team at Cheney Stadium is the Tacoma Rainiers, uh, the baseball team down there. And uh, again, not quite the the uh, season that they were hoping so hoping for so far uh, either with the uh, with their Rainiers, Marco. Yeah, this past week they had a couple of series, three game road series against El Paso. One, uh, lost two in the three, thirteen five. First loss, eleven ten loss, and then seven six win. And then they had a very tough series against Albuquerque on the road again. It was a four-game series. Lost 6 nothing, 12-4, and then 23-2 in the third game. Uh, it was I thought that was an error, you know, but they lost 23-2. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem real. And then, uh, the, you know, baseball is what baseball is. They won today 8-6 to, uh, to close out that series. So really, really rough uh, road trip this past week. But they're, they're back home this week against Sacramento. Uh, for a five-game home series uh, from Wednesday to Sunday. So definitely make it out to Cheney Stadium if you guys are in the area. Uh, the team team needs to help. Uh, the bullpen is really the issue for, for the Rainiers right now. They, they, keep, they seem to be coming into the end of the game with a huge lead and just can't close the deal. It's, uh, it's been tough to kind of follow them on that note. Yeah, it's a systemic problem right now for the Mariners. That's, uh, that's uh, exactly. why, you're, why you're talking Kimbrel. They really, they really may, may need to go uh, outside the house to fix this problem because the, uh, the calls are coming from inside right now, if you know what I mean. All right, so uh, exactly. let's uh, let's do a quick college roundup before we get out of here, because because uh, uh, I, I gotta we gotta talk about the uh, the UW softball team. Uh, when when last we left our heroes, uh, they were on a 13 game winning streak. Uh, they continued to go on, but unfortunately, the the streak was snapped at 16 on a on a 5-4 loss Sunday to Utah. They had a they had a big win against BYU at 13-3. They had a big win against Utah at 13-0. They had a big win against Utah at 11-2 and then softball like baseball man, things turn around and uh, and uh, and Utah uh, takes them out 5-4 to uh, to snap the uh, the 16 game winning streak uh, for for the Lady Huskies softball team. But then they uh, they turn it right back around on Monday with a 9-0 win again. So uh, so this team still hitting, uh, still playing great, uh, and uh, and on their way uh, definitely to, uh, to to championships uh, this year is what I think. This team is just cruising right now uh, despite that hiccup. They are at Arizona on this coming weekend too. Uh, Friday to Sunday, uh, games all down at Arizona as uh, UW softball continues to to make their way through the Pac-12. Oh man, just one quick note. I just gotta say, uh, they, they played Utah um, in the first game this past week, and they won thirteen to three. And in in softball, if you're winning, you know, over ten with ten runs, uh, and they if you're winning, you know, ten nothing, it's basically a mercy rule. So the game was cut short after five innings. That's how good this team is. Uh, they're they're really fun to watch. Hopefully, they make a deep run uh, in the softball World Series. And uh, the UW baseball uh, is at at seventeen and seventeen this year, uh, five hundred season. They are not doing quite as well, not quite as much fun. They had a three game home series against BYU this weekend uh, that did not uh, did not go. They took uh, fell uh, two games, lost two of the three to uh, to BYU. They they got a win on the opener with a one zero win on uh, on some strong pitching, and then uh, then uh, it did not go quite the same at a seven three loss and a four zero loss on Sunday. Day. They uh, they have a game port against Portland uh, on Tuesday, and then they are at ASU at home uh, this weekend uh, to try and continue their campaign. 
I don't know, Marku. Uh, I don't know what to say about this one. This is a team that uh, ups and downs. It's a, a, a baseball season. You know what I mean? Uh, the Dubs trending downwards, and uh, since they started the Pac-12, they, they haven't been really performing very well. Uh, they really started the, the season high. They were fourteen-four in one point, so really sliding back. They made a deep run in the World Series last year, but it looks like they're gonna need a really good Pac-12 tournament to make to make any kind of tournament deep tournament this year. Now uh, that's about the same all across the state in baseball this year as Wazoo is uh, is even worse. Uh, this team, uh, th- this team is eight twenty seven and one this year, and had uh, two losses and a tie uh, this weekend. Uh, Marku, uh, they had a tie. Oh man, it was a brutal and heartbreaking, embarrassing, all the above tie. Man, uh, Wazoo faced USC uh, this weekend on the road. They they lost loss and they finally had a chance to win. They're, first of all, they're eight twenty seven and one in the season. Uh, the tie is because they headed into the ninth inning with a nine to four lead, and they blew it. And then they they regained the lead in the twelfth inning and then blew it again. And then they eventually just had to call the game a tie because because of the length of the game was interfering with the Cougars' flight back home. So just just really, really tough season. It's a nightmare season for the Cougars. It just continued with that. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. That game absolutely sounds like they cooged it, and uh, I just uh, I've lived in, <laughs> I lived in Seattle long enough to uh, to to know that that game sounds like they cooged it. Uh, okay, Man, so I was watching that game in disbelief. I, I I just saw the score going up and up for USC. I was like, they're gonna they're gonna lose this game. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh, also, uh, Gonzaga baseball uh, in a similar boat, 19 and 17 this year. Uh, they picked up a, a couple wins uh, over the weekend and then a loss on Monday. Uh, they've got a game Tuesday against Wazoo, so we know that should be a win. And then they uh, they head to San Francisco uh, on uh, on the weekend. Oh, no, I'm sorry, they they play San Francisco at home uh, uh, this weekend uh, coming up here. Yeah, that's right. See, uh, Gonzaga's having a great, you know. Um conference play this is conference play they, they've really turned it around here uh winning most of the series uh and, and then this morning they had a really good game against number three stanford they uh, had had the lead going to the ninth inning uh 10 to 8 but they, they they fell apart there too and then lost that game but well gonzaga's a good team they're fun to watch uh, you know they're not going to make any any big noise in the, in the tournament but pro- probably the best men's uh, the college basketball team, uh, college baseball team in Washington State at this point is uh, the Gonzaga, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Hey, they're good, man. They, you know, Marco's an alumni from there, and they, he's always watching the the, the the Bulldogs. So go Zags! All right, so uh, that's our college roundup this week. Uh, one more team we got to talk about. Uh, another bad news note for the Seattle Storm. We talked last week about how they lost. Uh, they lost Brianna Stewart, uh, the uh, the the MVP uh, and and Finals MVP uh, for the year with uh, an injury that she suffered over there in the Euro League final on uh, on the uh, her team, the Dynamo. Uh, playing in the final over there. Uh, another bit of uh, another bit of bad news uh, this uh, this week for uh, for the Seattle Storm as head coach Dan Hughes uh, announced that he has a uh, cancer and will be undergoing surgery in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Stewart said uh, that uh, uh, that uh, he was a uh, uh, likely to. Uh, I'm sorry. That, uh, so Stewart uh, announces he has uh, cancer. That's uh, another blow to this team. Uh, uh, here in the season, this is two uh, two gut punches uh, for the storm uh, early in the season here. So uh, 
get uh, get well soon to coach Dan Hughes. We uh we hope uh we hope he gets better uh here as soon as possible. Gets back out there and uh and uh same with a Brianna Stort uh for the storm. I also want to mention one other thing here, Marku. Uh I said it last week. Uh I, I was talking about uh Brianna Stort. The thing that amazed me the most was finding out that she only makes fifty six thousand dollars a year as as a player for the storm, and that's why she was playing in uh, the league over there where she injured herself. Uh, I just mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know I'm on the, I'm completely on the side of the players association and the union here when they uh, renegotiate this contract. Uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, the NBA has a, a profit share with their players at fifty fifty, and the uh, the WNBA does not. And all the estimates point to the the profit share being about twenty or twenty five percent going to the players, and that's why the WNBA players make so much less. Now, obviously, uh, they shouldn't be uh, paid at the same level as the NBA players; they're not generating that kind of revenue, that kind of attendance but it's ridiculous to think that uh that they're paid as little as they are at uh at, at the mvp is making fifty six thousand dollars news this week mark who the wnba uh announced a contract with cbs television i i looked uh, uh far and wide to see if i could find a dollar value uh on this contract i know the one they had with espn was 25 million uh, I didn't see a dollar value on the CBS one yet. There will be storm games. The uh, I think it's the fourth game of the season uh, is a storm game to be uh, shown there on CBS. Uh, it should be a great game. But yeah, uh, I mean, but uh, the, again, this contract, uh, this is uh, no small change uh, when you get a contract with a major network like CBS. Uh, I would very much like to see uh, the women get paid uh, and uh, and a hashtag bet on women. That is the uh, the uh, players association hashtag. Uh, let's pay these women. Come on, you're making the money now. Actually, absolutely. Hashtag bet on women, pay the women. Uh, you're, you're just right, man. I mean, uh, that's that's a shame too. You can't find the dollar amount anywhere, and that's that's just kind of tells you this is the WNBA fighting for the players. Are they getting the best deal out there? So you know, it's just another frustrating story. Hopefully, this helps uh, you know get, get more eyes on the game. But but we need to do more. All right, Marku, we are about out of time here on The Wash this week. Uh, I want to remind people to, to head over to uh, the iTunes, the uh, the Google uh, Play, the Spotify, wherever they uh, get their podcasts, and subscribe. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Uh, let us know how we're doing, how we like it. Uh, before we get out of here, Marku, I want to do a little shout-out at the end of the show here. Uh, I read today that in... in, uh, in uh, Light of signing his uh, his contract to make him the highest paid player uh, in the in the NFL, Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, bought each member of his offensive line twelve thousand dollars worth of Amazon stock. Huh. I love that man. That's fantastic. He settled, of course. In that's the number- amazing. You got to you got to keep the line happy, man. That's that. He's he's a smart man. Absolutely, and I uh, settled on twelve thousand because, of course, the twelves here in Seattle, a uh, significant number. That is thirteen guys at twelve thousand dollars. That's one hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars out of his uh, what one hundred and some odd million dollar contract uh, to pay the players. A nice gesture. What he said was he wanted to find a way to thank the offensive line, and he saw a lot of flashy ways to do it. Uh, but what he decided was uh, he he wanted to invest in their future, which is why he bought them each twelve thousand dollars of Amazon. Stock. I got to tell you, man, that is a very Seattle thing to do. Uh, we were That's uh, hilarious. We were we were a little uh, a little wrong about Russ uh, leaving. I guess we were talking about the possibility of him uh, getting out of Seattle because Russ, I'll tell you what, man, twelve thousand dollars of Amazon stock. Uh, that guy.
guy is a local. So, so I did a little math on this. Uh, uh, it's like six shares, bro. It's not that much. It's not really that much. That's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, today's closing price uh, of Amazon stock was uh, one thousand eight hundred and eighty-seven dollars. So twelve thousand uh, dollars gets you uh, about six and a half shares, about six point four shares of Amazon stock. Now, at the same time, this is. You know, nothing really to sneeze at in the sense that uh, last year at this time, I did a little research on this. Amazon closed today at uh, 1887 a share last year uh, at this time on this day. It was uh, about 1517 So that's a difference of wow. $370 since this time last year. Over six shares, that's $2,220. So, so Russell Wilson gave them the stock and is investing uh, in his offensive line an additional $2,000 a, a year in Amazon stock. But... Whatever. I think it's a fantastic uh, gesture. It's a great gift, and it's a very Seattle gift uh, from Russell Wilson to his offensive line. The uh, the gift of I love it, man. Amazon stock. Very very Seattle, man. Well done. And with that, we come. With that, we come to the end of another episode of The Wash. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you give us a review over there on the iTunes. Uh, make sure you look for Marku on Seattle's Sports on Twitter. That's Seattle's Sports with an S in the middle. Seattle S Sports. You can find me, Lestro, on Twitter at More or Lestro. At More or Lestro. All right. Until next time, I'm Lestro from Marku and the Guru. Thanks for listening. If it happens in Seattle Sports, it comes out in The Wash.